good day and welcome to Holding Fast. Thanks for coming and being a part of the podcast today. How is your anchor holding? Is it gripped firmly to the unshakable Word of God? Uh, Today is a podcast that I want to begin just a, a series of two or three podcasts. It actually may end up developing into a little bit more, but I think it's something that I have uh, wanted to share for quite a while, and I'm just now coming to the point where uh, I'm able to do that. There are just so many topics and different Bible verses to cover that I find uh, it's hard to fit all of them in. But uh, recently coming off a time of rest and and rejuvenation and relaxation a little bit, I was away and had opportunity to spend more time in prayer and to be able to meditate on the Word of God, to be able to uh, renew that uh, passion and zeal for the Lord Jesus Christ. I recommend it highly whenever you get the opportunity. But the topic uh, continued, it was recurring during that time of rest, and that is on the topic of, of prayer. Uh, This podcast is being released on Wednesday, and normally at our church at Heritage, we have a prayer meeting time, a devotional and prayer meeting time, and I thought it would be good even to prepare uh, the hearts of the people that will be at our prayer meeting uh, for this uh, for that time of intercession and meditation and fellowship with the Lord. Uh, if you've been a believer for very long, you know that communion with God is absolutely vital. It's not something that's, uh, that is an aside or a hobby that you do, but in reality, it's that constant contact with the Lord. And as a result of that, because we're human beings, often errors can creep into our prayer life. And there are a number of them that are there. Busyness is one of them. We become so fraught and overwrought with all the things of life that we feel like we're torn in different directions. And what usually gets shortchanged is our communion time with God. Uh, then there's also a lack of a, a, a lack of a sense of awe and respect. That is a real fatality to prayer time when we enter into prayer and it's just uh, we've lost our vision and sight of the glory of God. And if you begin to lose your awe of God and meditate very deeply on Him, then your prayer life is going to be very weak. And then there's the error of a flippant, disrespectful, uh, irreverent type uh, time of prayer where we really don't take the opportunity to calm our spirits and come into a in, into prayer in a sense of humiliation and brokenness and just communion with the Lord. Um, all too often today, the flippancy of people is uh, seen in the way, well, and not just in their prayer life, but in all the ways that they they treat the Lord. Another error is is come into prayer with a demanding claiming, uh, uh, attempting to manipulate or force God to do something that you want him to do. That is entirely the wrong spirit as well. And sometimes the issues that come up in life, and whether they're family or financial or job-related or whatever they might be, uh, because they're so important to us, they become very uh, at the forefront of our attention. And we try to use God like so much of a, a genie to be able to do what we want to be done. Uh, that's an error that creeps into prayer life. And then another one, probably one of the most devastating ones, is the routine, uh, ritual, and formulaic way in which we approach prayer. 
And that, you know, how many times have we prayed about the same subjects? I know I do every day. Uh, I want to pray about those same things because they are significant to me and I want to bring them before the Lord. And if you're not careful, as each day goes by and each prayer opportunity presents itself, you end up mindlessly mouthing words that you really don't give much thought or passion to. Your prayer becomes routine. Your statements became ritualistic and and, uh, repetitive uh, in the same formulaic way that you're used to it. And so these are errors that creep in. Those are just a few. I mean, there's probably more. But the fact is that there is a a constant need for refreshment, uh, a constant need to step back and to be able to really think deeply about our communion time with the Lord. And so in the next few podcasts, I want to give you some encouragements about that particular topic. And in order to do that, we're going to go to the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, I am currently teaching the Sermon on the Mount on Lord's Day evenings at my church at Heritage Baptist. And uh, I was reading through this and preparing for the weeks to come in, in teaching the Scripture. And that's another reason for my bringing this topic up in the podcast. And that is the pattern for prayer that God, that our Lord and Savior gives to His disciples. It's often called the Lord's Prayer. It's probably more accurately described as the disciples' prayer uh, because Jesus takes this opportunity to give an extensive teaching passage to those who are his disciples on a topic that has been distorted and warped by those that were their religious leaders. The religious leaders Jesus really takes, you know, takes a hand to and just kind of takes his belt off and says that these Pharisees and religious leaders that are in your presence are really have an inadequate view and an unscriptural view of a lot of things in life, including their giving, uh, their praying, their fasting. But one of the greatest emphasis that Jesus wanted to correct was on prayer. Sixty-six words. Uh, in the Lord's Prayer, God uses really an economy of words, very few to get across a point. And it is that. The disciples' prayer is a pattern for prayer. It's a template for how we ought to approach the throne of God every time. Uh, it was not given in order that it might be mindlessly repeated, as is so often done. I know uh, in many churches, sometimes the Lord's Prayer is preached, or excuse me, is is prayed by the entire congregation, and it and and it happens so frequently that after a while, people begin to well not be much better than Pharisees about the way they pray, and so it's important for you to remember the Lord's Prayer is that pattern for prayer that God gives to His disciples. So it behooves us then to find out what does this pattern look like, what's included in that pattern, and we want to talk about that. I'm going to talk about that. Uh, The Lord often teaches us what to do first by telling us what not to do. If you read that passage of Scripture there in Matthew chapter 6, in fact, the Bible says that in verse 5, And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men." Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. 
But when you pray, use not vain repetitions, uh, meaning uh, empty, uh, empty phrases, as the heathens do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Well, let me just end this podcast today by noting that the Lord says what not to do first when you come to your communion time with God, with prayer time. Number one, can I note, by the way, that it does not teach us the posture of prayer. Uh, whether you're standing, you're kneeling, you're lying down, you're, you may even be on your face on the ground, any of those postures will do. There is no magic formula for a position that your body takes in order for God to hear you more. Either your hands clasped in front of you and your your head down low or whatever, That that's not something that is a a formula that God prescribes. There are examples throughout the scripture of men and women who have prayed uh, earnestly pleading with God in heaven and their postures are not what is noted, although there are at times, I might add this just for balance, that there are times when there are significant burdens on the heart of a man or a woman, particularly you look at this in King David's life and you find him literally lying face down uh, completely on the flat on the ground in uh, on the floor in order to demonstrate the absolute submission of that person that is praying. But having said that, that does not assure that your prayer is going to be heard, I think, any more than a prayer that is prayed with your in your closet with your head bowed or whatever. So, Jesus is not teaching the posture of prayer. Secondly, he's not teaching you the place to pray. Uh, that can be in church, that can be on a mountain, it can be in a closet, it can be under a juniper tree, it can be any number of places. Uh, our Lord, is His ear is not uh, turned away so that He would not hear any of your prayers. I want to encourage you. Jesus is not teaching you the place to pray. You ought to be praying frequently everywhere you go, in your car, um, especially in your car, the way people are today. So uh, make sure that you understand that. Neither, last of all, does Jesus teach you when to pray. Uh, all times are mentioned in the scripture, in the morning, in the evening. Daniel prayed three times a day. You can play, pray after meals, before meals, at any particular time. Uh, he doesn't teach you when to pray. We ought to be in prayer all the time. First Thessalonians 5.18 pray without ceasing. How's your prayer life? How is your prayer life today? When are you listening to this? Are you listening to this in the morning, in the evening? Make sure that you begin your day in communion with the Lord. Turn your thoughts on Him. And then I would recommend a great habit of praying. It doesn't need to be extensive because you're probably exhausted, but to be praying and saying, Lord, uh, I close this day in prayer and worship of you. He's willing to hear. He's willing to hear and to answer our prayers. Turn your attention to Him. Focus on Him. And you'll find that the things of this world pale into insignificance. God bless you today. Walk with Christ. Stay faithful.